What if I told you we're already live? We're live. Hey! You're actually already live? Well, I like to have some But then you have to edit it. The beginning editing is... Couldn't you just chop? I just find like a good... Chip a chop it. Chip a chop it. Chip a chop 15 seconds, clip. Boom. Voodoo chop. Gone. Everything else is gone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, should I go get a beer? Uh, that's why we're here. So we're sharing one can. Oh, there's a, a lot of cans. So okay. we've got a lot. We got a lot of beers to get through tonight. Nice. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Well, we got a lot of different ones. At, at least three, I hope. Welcome oh, to the six. Nice. Can I start? No. Fuck you. Can I start? Well, it's explicit now. I haven't <laughs> said that it's explicit yet. <laughs> it's your show. Okay. So <laughs> I have. I, we should apologize that. Our shows have become a wee bit more explicit recently, and I think it's appropriate that we say that at the beginning of the show, right. so that people know going forward during the show, anything anyway, can happen. Anything. anything can happen. No yeah, editing. Yeah. Exactly. No editing. No editing. Anything, anything can happen. happen. Yeah. The account is raw. So, <laughs> welcome to the Financial Independence Garage, where we share the tools to un oh improve your finances. <laughs> I just lost the screen for a second. <laughs> of course you did. And unfold the roadmap to financial independence. It is the Money Mechanic with you again, and my couple check one friends, the accountant. Good day. And the economist. Hey. You just came straight from uh, ball game. Yeah, you know when you get a bit older. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't hurt until the next day. And you hit a dinger. Oh yeah. You're like. Ah, that might be the last one. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice. So that was or, or, or do you guys not know that? Um, well, not hit oh, I've already hit my last one. <laughs> oh, for sure. I hit my last one at least a decade ago. Did you hit your first one? Yeah, it was probably <laughs> the same time. I was like, <laughs> yeah. that might be the only one ever. Yeah. Have you guys watched um, the Wiffle Ball in the States? It's crazy. It's oh, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. So, you know who Mark Rober is? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to stop you here because we got to yeah, crack the beer first. Beer, spears, crack that baby. Tell, right. tell, okay, tell us. Why and how we're drinking these beers. So we are drinking these beers because I just got back from a little road trip. Road trip. Southern BC. Uh, so I made some stops and I picked up some beers along the way. Nice. Much appreciated. So beer number one is from Torchlight Brewing in beautiful Nelson, British Columbia. I love Nelson, by the way. Nice. You got to go check out Nelson. Nelson's a really cool town. It's got three great breweries. Yeah. Really cool, like main strip. It's right on the lake. Nice. Really nice little town. Better than Fort Nelson. A lot better than Fort yeah. Nelson. Oh, yeah. Okay. Big time. How's the real estate? Uh, still expensive, considering you're in Nelson. Okay. Well. Which means a long way from anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's yeah. a fair size, though. Nelson's got to be at least 30,000, 40,000 people. So, I think somewhere around Like, it's, it's small, for sure. But yeah. they've got an airport. The, you can fly into Vancouver in, like, a one-hour flight. Or yeah. Less. Well, and, uh, like, the culinary scene there I was really surprised by. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of nice restaurants for how small of a town it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we are drinking Torchlight Brewing's Rhubarbarian. Mm. Oh, is it got rhubarb it in there? It's a strawberry, rhubarb, raspberry, Nordic ale. Oh. Ooh. That's a lot of things. Wow. Yeah. Four things. That's yeah. not nothing. That's what Ooh. I that's what I name my beers when I make a mistake and I don't know what they should be. So I just keep adding names to right. them. Right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So this is a delicious and fruity ale featuring strawberries, raspberries, lots of rhubarb, and fermented with a dynamic and unique Norwegian Kvaik yeast. Oh, they kvaked it. So pass me glasses. I'm really happy I've got a rainier to drown that. <laughs> oh shit. Taste up. with. <laughs> you, you're so, not help. Hopeful for this beer? Oh, I am always hopeful. I am always hopeful. Uh, so tonight it says on- Mr. Complainy Pants. So tonight <laughs> on the show, we are going to go through a whole bunch of random topics. Yeah. Yet to be determined. Right? <laughs> Sounds right to me. What's yeah. what's the first one? Uh well, let's talk a little bit about your road trip. Okay. Um 
Cheers. I, cheers. Cheers, boys. You notice I got all equal sized glasses to make life easier for you? Yeah, it was much. You're easier. good at numbers, not pouring. That is as different. advertised by nose. Definitely not a sour. No, it's not a sour. Yeah, I w- wasn't expecting one. Yeah, Except it's for all uh, the fruit. Well, the fruit makes you, you normally only get that level of fruit in a sour, which yeah. is interesting. Huh. Okay, Did we're you sit- have this. Yeah. yeah. We're sitting here in the garage. Yeah. And it's yeah. kind of dark and dingy. Sure. And that is like a hot patio. Ice that is cold a, that beer. is a patio yeah. sipper. Yeah. yeah. I think that's where like I don't mind it, but I need the ambiance to go with its flavor. Yeah, if you have a 30 degree day on the yeah. lake, that's actually pretty tasty, yeah. but you it's could drink very, a lot of them. You could drink a lot of them because it is, it's kind of like fruit punch. Yeah. yeah. I don't, what's our alcohol percentage on this? This is, oh, it's only 4.5. It's not bad. That's what it tastes like. Yeah. That's what it (laughs) tastes like. (laughs) Uh, Good to know my Rainier is stronger than this. (laughs) Uh, Well, we're not a carbon rent show, but uh, BOC decided to raise rates again today. Did they? Yeah. What do you mean, did they? You haven't been, where have you been all day? Working. No way. Yeah. And I, I went and played you. ball. <laughs> I, I don't believe you. <laughs> you didn't do Twitter for the last 12 hours? No. Yeah. I don't have the Twitter. Oh, you don't? What do you mean? You're on the... We have an account. I know, but I don't... I I can't remember the last I'm time I I'm so in. close to stepping away from Twitter. Well, that was actually news this week, too. Now that I uh, pay much attention... The Taliban? The Taliban. No, threads or whatever it was that's like oh. the new Twitter. Right. Apparently, the Taliban has come out and put their support behind Twitter not threads. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. just the endorsement you're looking right? for yeah yeah wow okay uh good to know good to know no i've been finding like i think i'm definitely st- we've talked about low media low media low social media diet before but it's like i don't know i just end up hearing and seeing the same shit from different sources yeah it's an echo chamber rein- yeah, yeah it reinforces just, you're like, just in a never-ending yeah. echo chamber and, and i yeah, end up just terrible. scrolling through people's comments because the comments are ridiculous right hilarious entertaining right ignorant yeah yes. like that's the stupidity there's a oh. lot of that on there and i'm just like i gotta stop this why am i watching why am i wasting my time watching a crappy television show and scrolling through twitter at the same right? time well, you mm-hmm. do something good yeah i could i'm like doubly wasting my life yeah. I can, yes. at least i'm most efficiently wasting it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i suppose that i'm not doing them two separately like yeah. Oh God! <laughs> uh, so road trip. I thought you were just talking about interest rates. I know, but I just, okay. Road trip. I told you this is gonna be a show full of topics. You here. work a lot on your road trip. Uh, very little. Nice. Almost none. It was good. It's the first time I've done almost nothing work wise on a vacation for a, a while. Yeah, yeah. How uh, how did the the infant do driving? Oh, he's a champ. Yeah, we would leave camp every day, like whenever we were moving to a new location. We would leave for his nap and most of the time he would just like sleep most of the drive. We also planned it out so that we never had more than like a three hour drive. Yeah, that's pretty good. So he didn't have to like tolerate long times. In the oh, okay. So like you just hold on the steering wheel pretty much straight once you hit Alberta anyway. So I mean, we only went to Calgary because yeah. you go further than that. It's, it's not just straight. not worth. It's not straight before that. Though. No, it's not. No, nothing is straight until you get there and then it's straight till Ontario, yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 Uh, did you, you spent a little bit of time in Alberta. That's the hot province these days. What's, did you get any feedback from the people you saw there or just in general, like people are, they've definitely, so like my friends that I were visiting have lived out there for a while. Um, I were visiting. Yeah. Words, <laughs> English language, as, hard. Words is not his first language. No, so. not my words are not my first <laughs> Numbers language. Numbers are his first language. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Anyhow, we already know this. Uh, I think they're finally starting to see some appreciation on housing. Mm. Like the last house that they owned 
probably owned it for six or seven years and sold it for exactly what they bought it for. You know, having done repairs, it like it's a wash. It wasn't you right. make no money. Well, they have four savings. Four savings, sure. Yeah, but yeah, they've definitely seen an uptick lately. I well, mean, the it's market's where, wild right now. Over there. Well, that's the last place in Canada that has a GDP. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like. Let's well, talk well, about well, that. One that's actually measured correctly? Yeah, correct. Because <laughs> we keep pretending like we're not in a recession and we keep pretending like this country has a positive GDP growth, but it's only because of immigration. If you look at GDP per capita, it's been falling and it's been falling for a while. Yeah. We have a garbage economy that is propped up on housing and immigration. It's all garbage. You know what I said and to myself? Do you, do you remember watching freaking Justin Trudeau today come out and be like, I'm growing the GDP and the economy is going well. Yeah, he's an idiot. Banking too. Uh, yeah, okay, fine. Banking. Yeah. But the banking's all just to do with the, the housing. housing. That's yeah. just a, a tail effect of the housing. Yeah. Well, that's a non-productive. It's a non-productive, non-productive sector. What, what in this country outside of oil and gas is actually a productive sector? Logging maybe? Anything uh, resource. Peak? Yeah. And what's in no what what is it in Saskatchewan? Potash, 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 yeah, potash, yeah. yeah. But outside of resource extraction, we're doing absolutely nothing as an economy. Yeah, not much. Like nothing, absolutely. Well, I'm doing something. No, yeah, that's, but it's brutal. Yeah. Well, so the one thing I said to myself this morning was, we're not going to talk about politics. We're not going to talk about housing. We're not going to talk about immigration. We're not going to talk about Bank of Canada. You said that to yourself and not the accountant. And so it's like. <laughs> This is going to be the best show ever. 10 minutes in and we're done. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah well, I have nothing to talk about. Well, yeah. you brought up GDP. I didn't say that to myself, but <laughs> I think the thing, okay, so I don't profess to know much about anything about this except what I've been listening to, but we were chatting very briefly before the show and maybe The Economist can actually be an economist for a change. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> wow, us with his economic wisdom, but it's like... Everything's focused on this GDP number, which we know is like the consumer basket of goods or whatever. But it's like... No, it's gross to matter stick product. Consumer basket yes. of goods is how you base inflation. Is that... <laughs> see, I told you. I prefaced with that. I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, what I meant to say is like the gross domestic product per capita versus just measuring. Versus just... Yeah. Because yeah. our gross so, domestic yeah. product has been going up. But right. we're importing more people, so there's more people doing more work. So, yeah, you're going to have population a higher... Population increase. Population increase driving. automatically increases GDP. Well, not if it falls fast enough. Well, yeah, true. Not if it falls fast enough, but... But that's a measure of our quality of life is per capita. But uh, how much... Not necessarily quality of life. But if you're tying GDP to quality of life, then yes, per capita is what you would do. Right. But yeah. also, how much does the government know that people are watching GDP and base its immigration off of not wanting GDP to fall as opposed to actually setting reasonable immigration targets that this country can handle. Yeah, I don't know. Do you really think they're concerned with GDP? I mean, I don't think they know the difference between their ass or a hole in the ground. But (laughs) I think they're just out there winging it. Yeah, yeah. I think everything, it's, well... And I mean, again, I don't want to get too deep into all this crap because it it just feels like, you know, monetary policy and like government policy are at odds. So where'd the interest rate go? Up 25 25 basis points up. And you guys have uh, obviously seen uh, the measure of inflation when you take away uh, housing. Housing related costs? Yeah. Yeah. It's non-existent? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Correct. So 2.5% apparently. Yeah. Right. Right. 
in the target right range. in the sweet spot. The, you know yeah. what? My wife sent me a good one today, and <laughs> she said. It's cute you think voting makes a difference. Left or right, they're both wings on the same bird. And it's diseased. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Can't really argue. I mean, no, it's pretty hard. Yeah. Anyway, that's let's not go down that. We don't we don't want to have a depressing show. So how many points did it go up? Twenty five basis points. Quarter percent. Nice. That's big big jump. Well, it's salt locked in at five percent now. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Tiff got his way. So anyway, uh, what have you been up to, Economist? What have I been up to? Uh, working. Too much working. I'm, so I got this problem where now <laughs> that I have my own company, I'm more defined by my work than I've ever been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, which is uh, not where I want to be. Yeah. But. I, it's, a, it's an interesting one, too, because we've, 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 we've all kind of like flip-flop, flip-flop, and we're like, oh, it's nice to have freedom of some form of self-employment yeah but like you just said is now your work speaks for your reputation and everything there's nobody to fall back on and go like oh the the bigger umbrella of the company will get the work or not get the work or the reviews or not the reviews now it's like oh it's all on me yeah so you prioritize work more than you want to yeah right yeah because it's now it's more of an integral part of you as a yeah i still don't think i define myself by my work but definitely um like I say, I'm prioritizing more than I ever have. Mm-hmm. You know, it's closer to one than the six, seven it used to be. <laughs> yeah. On the list of things. He's going back to full time. Well. Well, on and off. Home Depot? Are you coming to work with me? You're at Home Depot? No, but I'm thinking about it. You'd be the only guy who knows anything there. <laughs> well, it depends which aisle I'm in. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the, depends if there's a customer yeah, around. Yeah, is there anybody around him or <laughs> yeah. is it just chunks of wood? Because he yeah. might know the most out of the yeah. chunks of wood. I'm like, I'm pretty sure all we sell is cedar and pine, so yeah. I'm good. Like, <laughs> yeah. Did you quit your other job? No, I got laid off. Oh. Well, not laid off. The project was over, right? Right, I'm, right, right. I'm a project worker, yeah. so the project yeah. was over. So, fantastic. No complaints. Got some time off in the summer months. and Very nice. But right. like but like you, I mean, I've got a, that little scooter project on the side. Right. And I'm like, I'm, I was up the other day heading to the hangar, and my wife's like, you're going to work today? I was like, <laughs> well, for myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm there before anybody else right. is, you know, <laughs> yeah. getting scrubbing and getting painting. But done. you're out by 11. Uh, yeah. It's all ferry traffic, so I just do time right, on the ferry yeah. traffic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, home by. Makes sense. Reasonable time to walk the dogs, for sure. Yeah, what do we go. got? Papaya? Uh, no. So, the next one is Backroads Brewing, also Nelson, BC. Okay. Uh, Are we going to get a threefer from Nelson? Uh, did you no. get any Alberta beers? Because I really wanted to support our Alberta listeners with Alberta beers. I didn't get any Alberta beers. <laughs> Are you shitting me? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a single one. No. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, I was going to visit two of my friends that I have known since I was five. There was not a single beer left. That's <laughs> fair. Well played. Yeah. But I just, I thought, oh, I was like excited. We're going to have an out of province beer show. <laughs> no, we not got, uh, we got Backroads Brewing from Nelson, BC, and we're having their pale ale. Mm-hmm. Mm. Did you uh, organize these in the, you know, lightest to heaviest situation? Or? Yes, I did. Well we're, done. We're on to the hazy IPAs after this. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, can I get a water rinse on my glass, please? If you get can up you and do it. Can you bite me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought that would happen. <laughs> uh, now I'm going to have rhubarb, strawberry, nightingale, raspberry. You're supposed to drink all the beer taste. in your glass. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Well, I did, but it's got a... Your first time on the show? It's got a gossamer layer of Am liquid I, on the yeah. glass. 
Why is my why have you moved my you, mic so far away you from keep me? Getting louder, I'm I'm just keep getting louder. I'm yelling more. I have to sit here with my finger on your volume control. It smells nice. Uh, so my kid has just found Ooh, out that he that does can make nice. noise and he's just started yelling arbitrarily. See? Like he's not upset. Right. But he just screams. Nice. And I'm like, Yeah, well, I was always old. a pretty quiet person, so I guess right? I definitely yeah. don't deserve this at all. Yeah. Yeah, I thought we were going to have him on the show. Uh, I don't think you'd get a listener past like 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Can't yeah. handle it, eh? So what else is going on, boys? That's uh, interesting. Oh, I got a question. Mm-hmm. You know how you always say um, whole life and universal life is junk? <laughs> and is the worst uh, scum of the earth? Yeah. Uh, everybody's trying to sell me uh, universal and whole life. Of course they are. Why? Why are they? Why did, are they doing that? Because the go, commissions on it are huge, right? Yeah. Did you go shopping for life insurance? No, no. What, just getting random calls. Yeah, through the corporation. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no the 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 kickbacks on those are massive. Right. That's why everybody wants to sell them. So even huge. through a corporation, there's no benefit to them. So that's not entirely true. I won't go into like the nuances of it, but there are times if you are a very high worth net worth individual and you are doing pretty advanced estate and, you know, family planning, right. that whole life can have its benefits. But how about for tax planning? Well, yeah, that's part of the benefits well. of all of that planning. Yeah. Um, I think you got to start it pretty early though. It's not that you got to start it pretty early. I mean, that is definitely an advantage. But I guess again, otherwise you just again, pay up the premiums, right? Again, it's it's one of those things where like, this is a tool for high net worth individuals. And I see a ton of people get sold crap that, yes, it makes sense if you have $25 million and you've got an estate and you've got kids you're leaving it to and there's business transitions and all of that stuff. But like, that's a honestly, probably a $100,000 tax plan that you're going to see at CPA that specializes in that in, and they're going to save you millions of dollars of tax and can build out a plan. Like right. your average person, which is what I've been, why I'm saying it's hot garbage is yeah. your average person doesn't need it. <laughs> right. It's, yeah. it's a very unique situation in which these things actually benefit you. And is there any way that uh, if you didn't need life insurance, it would be good for you? Or would that be a tax tail wagging the dog? No. So there are times where if you don't need life insurance, it can be beneficial to you for the tax savings. But again, a lot of times that is due to you being able to take out premium and loans and have a complex tax strategy with that, as well as passing on money tax free. And again, yeah. it's it's for people with a lot of money. It's it's advanced. It Yes, correct. Yeah. No, I don't think. I mean, we've always slammed it because it doesn't fit into the regular. Person's it doesn't profile. fit into your everyday regular yeah. person. Like but if, I mean, but if you if you were starting off, uh, that we're gonna have like a be a super high salary person in your like twenties, and you start the payments on it right away, and you know you're gonna have like family money coming to you that's a lot or whatever, then it does. There could be value there if you have somebody professional that guides you through it. Yeah, there there can be value. It's not, I mean, it exists for a reason. Like it was a lot of those things were set up for a reason, but then people realized how great the commissions on it was. And they've started trying to sell it for a bunch of other reasons to other people. Right. And a lot of times advisors, I find they will sell you whatever with, here's the calculations and here's what you're going to make on it. And it's like, right, but that's a complex strategy. You now can't handle your tax filings yourself. 
And even for a tax professional, your return went from being, you know, it's an extra 1500 bucks a year to file your return to make sure everything's tracked properly and all of that. And it's like, well, that completely eliminates right. the yearly saving. Like there's so yeah. many of those cases where it just doesn't make sense. Right. And a lot of people also will jump the gun and say, oh, well, I plan on being really rich. So I'm going to do this because it's going to be great down the road. Yeah. And don't. <laughs> Don't preemptively spend money and get into something that's not advantageous until it's actually advantageous. Right. Like, I'm not going to make a tax plan for you because you plan on having a company that makes millions of dollars a year. Come talk to me when you have a company that makes millions of dollars a year. Or when you sign that first contract that's going to make you millions of dollars. Then come to, like... Yeah. A lot of people jump the gun and then they end up paying years worth of fees or costs or whatever it is because they wanted the setup of what they were going to need 10 years from now. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense. Speaking of insurance. Yeah. Um, I had like minutes to think about what I was going to say. This is the worst transition of all (laughs) He's usually good at this. I know. What is he doing? I I think it's short-term memory problems. Vaccines. Oh, well, he is getting old. Oh, yeah. You're not wrong there. Okay, I got it now. I'm okay. back. Wow. Okay. That was hard because I just watched this Especially like Especially with two no hours editing. Ago. I, I know it's, it makes me sound like an idiot, yeah. which, is, which is perfectly fine. Well, I'm, wasn't that every episode? Oh, well, I'm perfectly comfortable with my status. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Ask away. Now you may forget. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, you guys know who Preet Banerjee is? Yes. Heard of him. Yeah. Smart guy. Anyway, Canadian who now lives over in the UK and he still does, he still does a YouTube channel. And I picked up one of his YouTubes this afternoon while I was, oh, I had the best hourly rate ever. <laughs> anyway, what does that mean? I'm picking you're up picking YouTubes. Up, you're picking up YouTubes. <laughs> okay. Whatever. <laughs> really? I don't know what that means. No, no. He brought to light something interesting that is financially related, but yet maybe not anything that we've dealt with yet. But like all the um, the phone scammers out there. Right. They can actually now, and this is actually something for us because- we're not getting into phone scamming for the listeners. <laughs> it is not my latest investment. No. no. Uh, the, if your voice, if you have enough voice online, yeah, AI can now spoof your voice. Right. And so what? What his video was all over the cautionary tale of like a lady in the U.S., which is terrible. She got spoofed with her daughter's voice that she'd been kidnapped. So anyway. Long story short. The daughter had been kidnapped yeah. and they phoned the mom. And it was all a phone scam to get money, right? right? So long story short was like he he was just highlighting saying like, talk about it with your loved ones because it's the grandparents that are the most vulnerable. Right. Because if they get a call from their grandkids, they're going to believe it. Right. Uh, so it's like, make a safe word, make a safe phrase, have some way of identifying that nobody call else would think of. Call the cell phone of the person who's calling you. Yeah, well, yeah. but if somebody's away traveling or whatever, right? Right. So, anyway, I thought it was interesting he does bring up good content like that. He's he's kind of moved away from finance specifically, but he did a ton of stuff on um insurance as well. I the reason that clicked my mind is cuz in his channel there, he's got a whole uh episode on, you know, universal whole life right. and yeah, simple. He's he definitely is knowledgeable about that. That I ran into an annoying one with that recently is like my grandpa will be 91 in October mm-hmm. and we've put notes on everything. Like don't call him. Don't, <laughs> don't phone him. And he is, 
So good. You like if somebody calls him and it's a legitimate call, he like hangs up on them or tells them <laughs> that they need to call the family. Like he's got nothing wants nothing to do with these people. Yeah. It's right. awesome. Yeah. But we like put a bunch of notes on stuff from like the bank and doctors, and they'll like the doctor called him the other day and is trying to like explain things in freaking Latin to my grand. Like he's ninety years yeah. old. Plantar just fa- fasciitis. Call, like call one of the kids that are listed on his right. file and explain what he needs to do. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, and now it's even scarier that it could be just a bot that calls with. Well, and luckily, like he's good that he just hangs up the phone. Yeah, yeah, smart. But anyway, cautionary tale out there. Um, oh, what was the other thing I was thinking about? Did it have something to do with insurance? Mm. Bank of Canada? No, no. We were GDP? T- no, we are talking about... No. Now, remember, we're not talking about any of that stuff. Right. right. No housing, right, right, no... Right, right, right. Well, we we were talking about uh, rentals. Yeah. What about rentals? Your rental? Re- well, no. Nah, How's talk- your rental? I don't, I don't <laughs> want to talk about rented? my... rental. I don't want to talk about my rental. <laughs> it's going that bad, eh? No, no. My rental is rented, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> no, about whether, uh, well, how do you want to phrase this accountant? Like how, whether renting makes sense when you have a high enough net worth. Oh, what well, I was oh. just talking about with, yeah, that we were just talking about with housing. Well, is, well, okay. No, no, we were talking about a few different. Okay. So let me, I know where you're going. I the, can, I can, I know, flush this I out. know, you know, the poor entry to the subject was, yes, is there's a cost of ownership to depreciation at depreciating assets. Right. There's a cost of ownership to any asset that isn't truly an asset. That's right. By our definition of it pays you money. That's yeah. right. So, so if, if your house is depreciating. Yeah. So your house, your car, your camper, your boat, whatever. Right. Yeah. So toothbrush. at a at a certain point. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You're going to rent your toothbrush? Nice. I wish. <laughs> I don't see it. They did that with shaving thing, didn't they? But I don't yeah, see yeah, the toothbrushes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mail but, order, right? So basically the argument we had was that at a certain point, why not just invest the lump sum rather than buying the depreciating asset and then rent the equivalent? So accountant, maybe you can fill that in for the economist more of what we were talking well, about. Well, what I was saying is there's an interesting price point on certain items where, you know, let's say I can buy a $50,000 vehicle yeah, or I can get that $50,000 making 6%, which is 250 bucks a month. And then I pay a $250 a month lease. Right. Like there is, there starts to become a case when you have larger chunks of money that Renting makes more sense because I can invest that, have whatever income it is potentially grow if it's a dividend growth stock or whatever, and use the payments from that that are growing for a static fixed rent payment on assets. Right. And there's a point where some things are better off to just buy out, right? But a lot of people trash renting or leases on things or any of that. And like a lot of times... I mean, I'm not a fan of car leases personally, but a lot of times it's the smart thing to do for a business because why would they tie up all this working capital owning a $100,000 piece of machinery? Well, seven of them. Or seven of them. Millions of dollars in vehicles. When they could lease it and they have the cash flow to pay from it from their other assets and they're generating income. Like you can kind of look at the same thing in your life. And one of the ones I was talking about was a lot of real estate prices in this country don't make any sense. Right. So if I was a super high net worth individual, let's say I've seen these, so I'm not being completely facetious here, but 
waterfront property in Victoria listed for $10,000 a month in rent. Right. And somebody comes along and says, well, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to pay $10,000 a month in rent. Sure, but it's a $10 million property. Mm-hmm. I would have to tie up two hundred or $2.5 million and have a $25,000 a month mortgage payment to own that property, or I can just live in it for $10,000 a month. Like yeah. there is a cost benefit sometimes of not owning and putting your money into assets and not bothering to have a bunch of money tied up in other things. Well, you know me, I'm pro rent housing. You're, you're pro rent. Right. Yeah. And really the only thing, in my opinion, the argument for buying housing is you get to leverage. The right? leverage. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's when you're starting out could be, it's a good gamble to take maybe. Right. Right. Um, but even medium uh, net worth individuals, like if you, you have a run of a mill house in Victoria. It's a million bucks. It's a million bucks. You can rent it for, you can rent what you need for 3000 a month. Yeah. I mean. At what point, like there's no point where having a paid, like having a paid off house makes sense. Right. Other than just like, alter, like I'm parking money. I know it's not doing yeah. anything for me. It, I just want a, it parked. An inflation hedge. Yeah, exactly. Right? Which if you want to live in the $10,000 a month oceanfront property, you can have $3 million houses and inflation hedges, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know what the answer to that though is? What? We got to run the numbers. That's true. And here's right. the problem. Here's really the problem because I watched the first episode of Ramit, Ramit Sadie's show. And, yeah, yeah. and he's talking to these people that are clearly not financially literate yet. They're, they want to learn. What They're, show is this? Uh, you will be rich or I'll teach you to be rich. Or, I will teach you to be rich. I'll teach you to be rich. Or well, something. that's his book name. Yeah. It? Well, yeah. anyway, it's a, do- it's a Netflix documentary. If you yeah. want to watch it, it's on there. Gotcha. It'll be in the show notes. No. Uh, <laughs> we don't have show notes. He's kidding. <laughs> but he said the one thing he says in there is like, well, you have to run the numbers. Right. I'm like, well, that's great when we say that to the accountant because he can actually run numbers. But the majority <laughs> right. of us and myself included, and I mean, I'm not great, but I'm not terrible, but it's really hard to run the numbers. And when you guys are talking about like the cost benefit of going, well, renting this vehicle or leasing this vehicle will be a better decision because now people are spending upwards of 50K on a, on a if you're buying new. You're spending upwards of 50K. Yeah. Do you decide to keep that 50K in stocks instead of pull it out? I, I, I don't know the answer. And yeah. running the numbers isn't really helping anybody. Why not? Well, they don't know how to do it. Uh, and it's like, at that point, you're like, well, now it's become too complicated. So I'm not going to do it. So I think there are people out there who will run the numbers. Oh, for, for sure. You. Absolutely. There are. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, I mean, if you've got, you know, your team of professionals, your accountants, your lawyers, all the rest of it, right. then that's who can help you definitely. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, yeah, it's an interesting just thought process of, yeah, no, I think so too. You know, it's like, cause payments, payments in the whole fire community are always the enemy, right? Yeah. You don't want payments. You want your expenses as yeah. low as possible, expenses as low as possible. And it's like, or do, do I want that? as much capital as humanly possible available to invest and I'll suffer the payment because the investment's paying for it anyway. Well, we got to the point with low interest rates that it was like, why would you pay cash for a car? Right. Yeah. Like, why? 
It's well, you wouldn't could, have. Well, of, of course yeah. the entire country saddled with debt. Yeah. yeah. It was free. Yeah. Why wouldn't we have taken, like, oh, I'm only going to pay 1% a year? Yeah. Like, I'll take all the debt you'll give me at that price. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's like, they don't even address, like, the consumer debt. They address mortgage debt and, like, leverage debt, like HELOC stuff. Who addresses? They. Who are they? <laughs> Who are they? Who are they? They're the people I listen to. Okay. <laughs> I think he's talking about the voices in his head at this I, point. I don't want to name names. Should I but be right or wrong? This the, show is for entertainment purposes the they, only. The it they should not be are, construed as investment advice or other. The they who are talking to the fire community. Mm. No. No, I just I just mean uh, when when they focus on finances in like the news media yeah is like that what you're debt. referring to? yeah like i mean yeah. everything's like mortgage debt and he leveraged debt right but yeah. nobody focuses on consumers debt yeah like i mean i know they'd lump it all in there yeah well because we all have a spending problem yes but the point is, is like do you know how easy it is to get a freaking credit card it's very pretty easy. like easy, unbelievably easy so i just signed up for the this is no plug and we're not sponsored uh <laughs> bank starts with an s Ooh, new beer it's called Awesome flavor. This is also from Torchlight Brewing. You didn't even read the blurb on the last Torchlight. Yes, I did. Okay, I wasn't listening. This just has a bunch of words. Well, let's hear <laughs> it. No, do you want to hear it? <laughs> no, but I understand that it's all just a bunch of That's words. That's what spreadsheets are, just a bunch of numbers. <laughs> Breathtaking, overwhelming, awe-inspiring, mind-blowing, astonishing, outrageous, formidable, impressive, tubular, groovy, gnarly, Mondo, epic, grand, shocking, stunning, wonderful, magnificent, majestic, awesome. Is that not just plagiarism right out of a thesaurus? Uh, I, I yeah, it's it's just called awesome flavor. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just literally plagiarism. And this was, I think this was my favorite beer of the trip. Oh, oh wow. wow. Oh, where's wow. your glass? Not saving it. Hold there. on, I got, I got to rinse it out. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome that I am sharing this with you yeah, guys. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, that's that's when Torchlight you make sure Brewing. If you can send us more of these, that'd be freaking awesome. If you could pour better than that, it'd be awesome. Hey, uh, you're the one who was being a bit of a muppet over there. So stop your complaining. Mm. So Thanks for bringing back beers from British Columbia, where we live. You can't get these here. Why does you, you're so <laughs> negative? I, Why I've are you never Mr. complaining? Seen, this fans? is in hazy IPA, by the way. And we're up to 7% from uh, uh, 4.5. Oh, that's nice. Well, 35 minutes and we're into overtime, boys. <laughs> uh, yeah, the next round is also 6.5% hazy IPA. Oh, I love it. Finishing strong. Yeah. I, I thought this was the midpoint. It usually is. This is, is the midpoint, but the, I have three of the same for the next round. So we oh, all get a talk oh, in. Sweet. And nobody's shoveling snow at this time of year, so they can't listen to our podcast all the way through. <laughs> right. right. They might right. be on a bike right. ride. Right. Right. Bike huh? ride? Bike ride? Yeah. Who bikes for like an hour and a half? I'm biking to Seanigan on Friday. Huh. You're biking to Seanigan? Yeah. Taking the trail or the highway? Trail. I'm not taking the highway. Like I'm driving same. up that same highway on Saturday, so I will pick you up if I see <laughs> when I'm you. dead in the ditch. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Good. I'm gonna have a coronary for sure. Yeah, you're gonna want to bumper ride something up that long hill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you go through Souk? No, you. Uh, there's a trail that follows the old railroad tracks. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I was gonna take people up to that Kinsel Trestle recently. Kinsel Trestle is S- nice. Speaking of people, um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to mention their names or not, but we met them at Camp Mustache. Right. And we had a pretty fun night there, surprisingly. You thought it was okay. like yeah. band camp, but it was not. It was fun camp. Uh, which one are you referring to? In, oh, in you Ontario. Because you can't name names? Yeah. 
Well, pretty much all of them were from Ontario because it was an Ontario event. <laughs> yeah, no, but the funny story about the camp is we've probably already said this on the show is like, accountant and I both show up there, zero beverages with us at all. And we're like, this that, is going to be a, this is going to be a serious financial weekend. That no, we didn't at all say that. I for <laughs> sure had beverages. I don't know what you're talking no, about. No, we didn't bring them. The That's because next- we had drank them all the day before. We knew we had to make a beer run. <laughs> And You're he, completely misselling. Are you scenario. saying you didn't bring beverages on the plane from Victoria to Toronto? Is that anyway, what you're saying? Anyway, anyway. Well, that's also true. We didn't. Well, that was who true. would? <laughs> yeah. I met up with people we met from camp who have retired early mm-hmm. and who are global nomads. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of them has done digital work mm-hmm. and they enjoy it. The other one refuses. Love that. But they're only like a year and a bit in. Right. So they think there may be work in their future. Right. So it's like, it's, it's kind of interesting, but they've successfully traveled. And when you actually think about the cost of everyday life, when you live in a house and drive vehicles and all the rest of it, traveling is not that expensive if you do it properly. But the problem is not that much more. Properly is a terrible way to put it. If you do it, uh, (laughs) yeah, efficiently, 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 sure, yes, economically, economically, lowest cost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they spent a lot of time in um, Taiwan, which they loved. Low Mm -hmm. cost of living there for very high standards, right? Mm -hmm. And interesting feedback, like coming back to Canada and going, like, yeah, we love it here, but the value for money proposition is not here. It's pretty garbage in this country. Pretty garbage. Yeah. They're off to Mexico next to explore that as a potential, you know, longer term waylay where they can spend time and eat I, some tacos, eat, oh, drink some tequila. I, both are high on my list. And cerveza. Oh, good, good cerveza, a little margarita, taco. Sounds lovely. I yeah. think one of the problems you run into with that kind of nomadic lifestyle, though, is like you're you you run up against visa problems. Do you? Yeah, depending for, where you are, you can for sure. Yeah, like you're like because you don't have a ninety home. day max. Well, because a lot of places will only like yeah, like if you're on a Canadian passport, right? And I yeah. go to yeah. I go to Indonesia. I'm yeah. only allowed ninety days. Yeah, absolutely. So then, so it limits your and I know a lot slow of slow travel. It limits your slow travel. Well, yeah. and I think a lot of people will like, oh, well, then I'm going for the weekend to Taiwan and I'm coming back and it resets my ninety days. No. But it's like that's a pain too. But I think, and it's even more than that, usually, that you need, isn't it? It is normally more than that. But yeah. there's ways to hop so that, yeah. like, you go away for a little bit yeah. and you come back. But then you, const- you can't just be somewhere for right. six months a lot yeah. of times. And you got to be really careful how you maintain or sever ties with Canada. Right. If you maintain ties, you're still a taxpayer here. Yeah. But you have basically no services unless you've got residency here for right. a while. Or you sever ties and then you got to be... Well, right out of the country. It's like he listened to me one time. He actually understands a little bit about severing tax ties in Canada. Because I left the country and severed ties. <laughs> also, I think we talked to somebody. Yeah, well, so Didn't we do an interview? Yeah, we talked to the expat who yeah. who have sent me some pictures expats. recently. We've talked to expats, but he is the expat oh, okay. that we interviewed. Um, yeah, he was traveling around Turkey recently. I think we interviewed somebody else. Dude, there's some wicked pictures. Two ladies? No? Yes. That was our freedom years. What am I, yeah. just name dropping everybody now? <laughs> what, I could pull that one out, but I couldn't remember Preet Banerjee? <laughs> right. Of course not. We still got to have him on the show well, to drink scotch with him. Preet Banerjee is, uh, hasn't been on the show, so he's easy to forget. I know. I did reach out to him, though, and I hooked him with the, the scotch. I was like, come drink scotch with us on the 
boys podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we do suck at interviews, though. So. Oh, we are the worst yeah. at interviews. Yes. yes. Yeah, real bad. Yeah. Nah, just Much better at roundtable. Roundtable is well, far more our wheelhouse. We're, we're marginally good at that. I mean, we've never claimed to be good at anything. Well, so. that's also I'm not saying true. we're good, but that's, that's compared just, to our interview, we just have like way more fun the ba- bottom of the barrel. Yeah. I know, right? Uh, yeah, it's an interesting one, always being on the road. Yep. Yeah. I, it's not for me. Some of the best right. things about travel is coming home. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. So, yeah, you just spent uh, two weeks? Three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. Holy crap. That's when we like last talked. You think more would have happened. It's also when we last recorded. That's what I mean. That's, yeah. 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 Well, it's the only time we actually get together. Yeah. <laughs> We're adults now. We don't have social lives. <laughs> yeah. I got a nine-month-old. I got no social life. <laughs> yeah. I've thought about that. I will do slow travel, but it's got to be like for three months in a place. That would, yeah. Yeah. You know? That would. Like, I don't know. There, there hits a certain point. The longest I've spent on the road was five months. And. That was on the road, though? Truly on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Again. And, uh. What's the longest you spent in one spot? In one spot? Like hanging out. While you're traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Probably only like two or three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever spend more than that? Not really. I can't think of a time I did. Uh, That might even be like pushing it. Probably like a week or two. Yeah. Like when I got down out of the. I think a week for me. I think I spent almost two weeks in Pokero when we got out of the Himalayas, like done trekking right. and just like bummed around yeah. next to the lake. But that was more of recovery from 75 yeah. days in the Himalayas. Maybe 10 days somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Not much, right? But yeah. You? I mean, I've traveled for work, so I've spent four weeks right. at a time, Yeah, but that's work and travel repetitively and yeah it's it's not the same no yeah, and you're getting up and going to work in the morning it's a yeah different yeah it, it, no it's totally different but it but i you know i kind of actually enjoyed that part of it because you wouldn't spend four weeks in the places i went on vacation right but because you're working there you actually become part of the community yeah. you know the coffee shop that you go to well, i think you, that's the idea with slow travel exactly right? the it is. yeah i think that is you're not getting up and you're going not to getting, work yeah. yeah you're doing whatever you so i've already slow traveled is what you're saying yeah yay me yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know i i think you know we're going to the east coast of the u.s in uh 10 days right and we're not there for that long and we'll move around and i've always our travels always involve continuously moving in a sense like i don't want to sit anywhere for that long like i can sit at home and be bored i don't want to do it in another country, in another town. You just told me you're going to do 90 days slow travel. That's different, though. Because then you're just going, okay, this is our life for three months. Right. This right? Is home. Like, you're shopping in the local markets. Yeah. You're just walking around town. You're riding the buses. You're like, okay, where's there to go for a hike or whatever. Like, you're just being a local there. You're surviving yeah. there. Like, you're living like a local. Whereas... Travel when you're only there for 10 or 12 days is like, okay, what are we going to see? Yeah, see? Where shit, are we going to go? Right? Let's go. There's too many places in the world. Well, unlike unlike the account, I will bring back beers from the East Coast of the United States. <laughs> right. I brought back beers from the trip. Oh, my God. I really gonna, wanted Calgary, Alberta beers. I'm going to pick up some duty free on the way home. Like, bought in BC. Uh, I think that's one, though, with the 90 days, too. And I don't know because I haven't done it. But part of me feels like. 
is 90 days enough to truly say that you're part of a community? No, not at all. Not You at know all. what I mean? Not like at it's all. Yeah. sure you're slow traveling and you're going to see way more than you would the guy who's passing to through for two or three days. You're absolutely going to get to know more stuff and go to little spots, but you can't at that point really say that you're a part of, no. you know. No. No, no. I I totally agree with you, but at least there you're you're cooking all your own meals, you're going shopping where you're shopping and you're going to go to cafes, whatever. You're going to you're going to absorb a little bit more of what the local lifestyle absolutely. and culture yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah, right? for sure. You're not just in a resort or hotel or whatnot, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. Go into the next site. Yeah, the next exactly the next yeah. attraction. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's going to be a really hard part for people that want to geo arbitrage, maybe leave Canada. How do you pick? Right, so I, many good places. Right? I know. You're like, okay, I got to spend like three years doing three months everywhere yeah. <laughs> to try and figure out where you want to go. To figure out Pretty where to much. go. Yeah. And I mean, I've I've lived abroad, and if I told you where it was, you'd be like, oh, I'd live there in a heartbeat. But five, six years later, you're like, it's just somewhere you live. But like, like I, I don't know. Like I mean, the accountant says, we're terrible at predicting our future oh, selves. Absolutely. And Wait a minute. I said that, not him. Oh, really? I think we've I, all said. We've it all said that. Yeah. Anyhow, um, you don't have to stick with your pick, mm -hmm. and you can move to the next place, right? Well, and you I, can go home. What? I've I've seen a lot of I've had a lot of clients come in that have moved back to the country that did just that moved somewhere thought it was going to be great and were like you know what that actually wasn't for me I want to be yeah. back home I enjoy where I live I enjoyed the community I had and this ties into both conversations it's very rare that I get to <laughs> blend things in that make sense yeah as long as I keep on the thread well, here is I, you haven't I, made sense yet so we, careful we have some family friends sure that live in northern Canada. Yeah, one yeah. of the territories, and they bought a place in Mexico, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of like pseudo retirement home, like snowbird style, whatever, right? But it's been a nothing but headache purchase down there. Sure, and so that ties into why'd you bother buying it? Like, if you want to go down there for three months, go down there for three months. Yeah, right, right. Rent don't it. Tie up the like, don't tie up the why? Asset. Yeah, why? Why do you need to? I feel like so much. People have it ingrained in them, like, oh, I need to own this yeah, thing, and, yeah, and it's yeah. like it's it becomes an asset at that point. It's like, no, it's an a liability. It's yeah. a, it's a liability. It costs yeah. you. It's not making you. Maybe money. Maybe it'll it's, appreciate in the long term, but that's speculation. Yeah, that's again, that yeah, you that's can rent it out though. Yeah, right. No, you can. No, yeah. I, I'm not saying but, you can't do it, but there's a lot of cost of ownership that come with it, right? But I I think this comes back to the whole thing on anything can be, yeah, an asset. And anything can be worth not spending the money on and renting it. It's a matter of actually doing the math and learning how to do the math is a very, very valuable skill set. I will also say that not only is doing the math, but it's the the, the mental and the psychological part. Well, of what it. what do the psychology of it? Because so, people yeah. want to own it because they feel better. They show up at a place and they go, "It's ours. We own it. I feel better." Well, yeah. and on the flip side of that. Maybe renting's a little more expensive, but you don't want the headaches of owning it. So maybe it's worth paying a little bit more to not Ugh. be stressed about the thing. I'm, I'm with you. Like I, right? Like it's there's a lot of nuance in this whole argument. I can see both sides. I can totally see both sides. But I think that's the part where people don't like. People will run the numbers, mm -hmm. but they won't sit down and go, 
well, are we buying this because it makes us feel better to right. own something? Yeah. Than it does to waste our money on rent every year. They'll just hang their hat on a number. Yeah. Or a, a run of the numbers that yeah. works the best. Exactly. They like, really want the yeah. Like, oh, we really want this. So let's work these numbers. So yes. it looks like we're going to appreciate over the next 20 years. Right. Honey, this is going to be perfect. We're going to double our money anyway. So why wouldn't we own it? We don't want to throw our money away on rent every year. Exactly. Correct. Right? Yeah. It, I hate that term so much. Throwing your money throwing away. Throwing your rent. money on rent. You're yeah. not throwing it away. No. Are you throwing your money away on a hotel that you're paying to stay in on a wonderful vacation? Right. That's no one right. would ever say that. That's, That's rent. Right. Yes. Just on a shorter term. Right. Yeah. Next beer is from Mount Begbie Brewing Co. in Revelstoke, BC. Sorry, all BC beers. Love I know the you're going to be upset. Here. And it's the Full Send Hazy IPA. And it is covered in snowmobiles, uh, dirt bikes, snowboards, skis. There's no mountain bike on here. That's very sad. This is a 6.7%. You said 6.5. Oh, well, the, the mountain bike's on the bottom somewhere. upside down. No, it's not. Oh, that's just the round rim. <laughs> did, oh, did that man. even make sense? No, no. no <laughs> In my mind, it did. I've been trying to true rims for a week. So you're not going to read the blurb? Where's the, oh, I didn't even Full see the Send blurb. Hazy IPA symbolizes pushing limits and living life to its fullest using a pale ale... Pale ale? A pale malt blend hopped with massive amount of citra and strata. We added cryogenically concentrated hops and super concentrated liquid hops to craft this big tropical citrus juice bomb. Go full send. Full send. Do you think it's going to be hoppy? No, I don't think so. It sounds like a kind of light, maybe a little hazy. It's actually quite tasty. You guys are blasphemous. You put it in your freaking glasses. My my glass is other beer in it. Don't want to. You've got a problem. You've got a drinking problem, my friend. What did you guys think about the awesome flavor? We didn't talk yeah. about that. Really? Yeah. It was pretty good. I liked the awesome flavor. As I, far as hazies go, I prefer some Victoria ones. I think I'm over them. I'm so sad to say that because I'm going to the East Coast of the States, where it's like the New Nebo, England the Nebo the was Nebo, born. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm kind of so over it. Really? What are you drinking, Rainier? I well, no, we've been brewing beer. We brewed um, right. a half that I got a. So while are you the, over it because it's summer? While the accountant was away, I told him that his keg had run out of beer. Well, that didn't go over so well. I knew you were trolling me, but also, <laughs> I mean, you it's were just doing a, it. To, it's, it's happened enough. It's times. happened enough times that I was like, <laughs> if this is true, it's I'm also close enough be really, to the really truth. Really yeah. yeah, yeah, it's close enough to the truth. Gonna, but your half is full intact. But we did the blonde, so. We totally screwed up bluing, 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 bluing the brown. Oh, we're into the seven percenters. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> no, we screwed up brewing the blonde, and the wife didn't even notice. She's we like, didn't tell her. She's like, "This is really good." Yeah. And then I came clean as I always do, and of she's course. like, "Oh, you idiots!" <laughs> well, we are idiots, but that's, you're not wrong. Yeah. No. Well, so he so he messaged me and he goes, "So what did you guys do?" Uh, the listeners want to know. We've, a blonde. We forgot and to I have, have the hops. For like oh. 20 minutes. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, crap. We were supposed to add all <laughs> We're like bullshitting for 20 minutes. And we're like, oh, did you put in the 60-minute boil hops? And he's like, 60-minute boil hops? That's your job. And I'm like, that's... Uh, uh, closest to the computer loses. <laughs> yeah. So did you put them in for 40 minutes? Totally. Correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We, we adjusted amounts. And, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Added a little extra just to try and make up for the lack of time. <laughs> and it all worked out. Nice. Yeah. 
Well, the best news is we're brewing beers for his infant's birthday. Yes. That's nice. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, smart, born smart. in October. We're going to yeah. have an Oktoberfest party. Smart right. move. Having he's your... one. He's yeah. not going to remember it. So no. it's really for us. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of travel. Uh-huh. Have you guys heard about the Oktoberfest they have down in Salt Lake City? No. No. Look it up. Is it in September or October? Well, I mean, it's I, it actually runs for like four weeks. Oh, nice. It's like up because the resorts are right are close you going to, to Salt Lake I, I met. Thought, don't we need to go to Leavenworth before we go to Salt Lake City? Been there, done that. Yeah, um, me too. I hate you both. <laughs> Not for Oktoberfest, though. That's did, what I'm talking about. Oh, they have an Oktoberfest? They have, like, the Oktoberfest. It's a Bavarian town two hours yeah, from here. Yeah, it's not surprising they have one. I just, <laughs> they advertise Christmas, not October. But apparently the Utah one is off the hook. Well, why don't we do both? One trip. Oof. I don't hate that idea. Are they? Yeah. No, sure. Yeah. <laughs> no. Two days in each. <laughs> Two days in each. With a week recovery? Yeah. I'm, I'm good. The little guy loves beers, so. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. This he's, is. Uh, I don't know if I'm an irresponsible or responsible parent. He's been to 18 breweries so far. How much beer has he had? But you're None. The no beer. No beer. He's nine months old. Seems yeah. a little irresponsible. Why? I don't know. It's not gonna kill him. Why? Well, assume it won't kill him. Right. Just give him experience. He loves reaching for a beer glass, though. Yeah, I bet. It's like his favorite activity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah nice. The uh, the money mechanic left. Yeah, he does that, eh? Yeah. You what never know where he's going. What are we supposed to do? Nobody to make fun of. It's, it's no, tough out Nobody here. to transition. You know, now that I'm having it a second time, this might be better than the... I think it is. Yeah. yeah. The full send might be better than the awesome flavor. But honestly, I do think that uh, the Juicy Data probably beats them both. Yeah. Juicy Data is pretty yeah. damn good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you over the hazy IPS? Well, because it's summer. Right, but I mean, you brought back two, so you can't be over them. I'm not over them. Yeah, okay, God, no. good. God, no. I it's was just, worried about- it's just, I don't drink them that much at, when it's yeah. 30 degrees. I was just worried about curling season. If oh, you were come also on. Them. Absolutely not. I'll be <laughs> down in those. Yeah. Oh, we should, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna do some shout outs. Shout outs. Shout out. No, I'm, uh, Who so. Who are we shouting out to? Well, I got sent a podcast. Oh, yeah? From the expat. Did you listen to it? I did. and Oh, the one that I listened to. I had to promptly send it on to the accountant. What was it about? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's a faux pas topic we're not allowed to talk about because it's about interest rates and mortgages. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thou shalt but, not talk about interest rates but and mortgages. It's, but have you, well, it, you're not on Twitter, so okay. you don't know him. <laughs> so do you know who Ron Butler is? No. Of course you do. So. <laughs> 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 he is a very, well... I don't know. I don't want to blow him up too much, but he's he's been in the industry. Mortgage he's a mortgage broker. It's been around for a long, long time. Right. Anyway, he's got a podcast called Angry Mortgage. Right, and he just swears profusely and gets mad at things, and I love it. Yeah, it's it, right up my alley. Right. It, yeah. Why, of why aren't you? Has he not invited you as a guest? I I don't think has he knows he I heard? exist, but I really want to be on his right? podcast. He doesn't I am know. He's so has, into that. Um, he's got a have, mentoree. Have, have you have you introduced made the introduction? Oh well, see, this came from the expat, right? And he's like, immediately send this to the accountant, right? <laughs> Which yeah. I did, and he's yeah. like, I'm too busy. Can you give me the synopsis? I'm like, I haven't listened. I don't know. Yeah. And then he texts me the next day, and he's like, 
so freaking funny. <laughs> it was so good, man. Yeah. So anyway, if people are out there looking for other Canadian content, uh, housing, mortgage specific, Ron Butler, Angry Mortgage. And that's and where it's I got... definitely X-rated. Yeah. And it's hilarious. Well, that's why I said, like, we got to do that at the beginning of our show, which I can't believe you swore before I could even <laughs> say it was an explicit show. But uh, That's uh, the only uh, time anyone swore on the show, I know. Actually. I, I don't know. We don't swear all the time, but... Yeah, no, it's good. He's got a pretty good take on it. And then do you remember much of the content from that episode? Where it's like, basically it was, it's a little dated now for this show, but it was like, where are rates going to go next? Up. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, he made some very good points, just how disconnected all of the financial institutions and the politicians are with like the reality of everyone's situation and what's actually going on in the country. Right. And how just oblivious they are to what is going on. Yeah. Well, that this was is, what, well, you and, know, and, and is, the delayed lagging effects, like people, yeah. like we're only starting to feel the rate hikes that happened last March. Yeah. Oh, we haven't had the renewals yet. Well, None we, of the, no, like, we've had, you're some. starting so last to get March. You've had 20% of the renewals already. No, you haven't had no. 20%. The, you have 2024 was like 400 billion in mortgage renewals. It was like, a step, like a hundred billion step, because because of, of the things. amount of transactions that happened, yeah, during COVID in 2020, okay. there's a huge, maybe percentage of mortgages, but percentage of dollar value, right? 2024 is apparently when everything's going to hit the fan, or 2025, 2020, sure. yeah, 2024, 2025, because it's yeah. yeah, 1920 was when they were yeah saying things so, are going to get ugly. But the question is, will will rates have gone down a little by then? I, I don't think rates will have gone down a little, personally, because I don't think they're they care about their jobs. They don't care about actually helping people. Who we have this? to remember this: the Bank of Canada, politicians, right. whatever. They care about what keeps them in the position they're in. Yeah, but uh, the voters keep the politicians in the position they're in. Correct. But if, if there's an election, right. If there's an election and not and a coalition, B, what what happens when they're not put under pressure because they're blaming a bunch of other things and people aren't smart enough to figure out that it's their fault? Right. And to be fair, uh, part of the blame uh, lays with the past 15 years of political and Bank of Canada decisions. Oh, yeah. Of, of, getting, of, of course. But yeah, I mean, isn't, yeah. that, isn't that the big problem is it's always somebody else's fault? Oh, yeah. And, and part of yeah. that is actually it, true. It's true. So it's it, you can't yeah. always entirely blame them. Right. But yeah, I mean, you can't magically have free money for 15 years and then print a bunch of money and not expect inflation to show up and then magically now jack up interest rates and not expect things to blow up. Well, that's not magic. That's the... Uh, well, the rest was magic. This the rest is, was magic. This, this, is was, a this was a structure we're planning decision. on ruining everyone's life. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I was telling the accountant that there's like, they'll just come up with wave the magic printing wand again to solve Probably. problems. But because but there was a thing, it was like JT went on to respond to the interest rate rise today, which we're not going to talk about on the show. No. But he's like, <laughs> but he's like, bro, but we're handing out money for groceries. We're handing out money for carbon taxes. We're handing out money for childcare. It's like, well, those are inflationary. Yes. Right? Yeah. Also, it's good that you're helping the lowest. Well, 
But but they it, aren't really helping it, the lowest. They're helping the everybody, the majority, so they get votes. No, That's who they're helping. That it's but it, they're all income tested. Okay. Yeah, but, but the test is so high. Yeah. That no, the majority of the people yes. get it. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, no they don't. No, the they don't. No. What is it? No, it's like you had to like be under like thirty six thousand a year. Oh, really? Really oh, low. Okay. Which, which, what? and there was Sorry. also 11 million Canadians that I'm, got it. I'm, uh, I'm thinking of the BC government when I say yeah. that. <laughs> okay. But also, just for everybody out there, no one's going to be listening to this show that is one of the people that will vote based on who's going to give them money. But just for a fun little exercise, let's do this. So the government tells you they're going to give you $100. That $100 has been run through the government. So it was probably once $200, and then it went through a bunch of bureaucrats who had to sign off on paperwork and do a bunch of garbage and blah, 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 and we're going to give you $100 of your own money back that was once $200. Do you know what's better? Just don't take my $200 in the first place, you idiots. Right. The, there are should you, be no saying, rebates. Are you saying there should be a tax overhaul? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Our tax rates in this country are out of hand. They're unacceptable. There is no way they should be where they are. And they're disproportionate. They're disproportionate. There's everybody. They all complain about, oh, the corporations aren't paying enough tax and these people aren't paying enough taxes. Yeah. You know what? You're right. But also you're being taxed too much. Right. So let's, let's just start at the level where everybody is paying too much tax because we all have a spending problem. Consumers have a spending problem. The government at every bloody level has a spending problem. I heard it the other day and I thought it was just a Victoria thing. And I was listening to a newscast in Toronto and somebody was calling out the city of Toronto. The city of Toronto also has a poet laureate. Why <laughs> the fuck we were does the city of Toronto need a fucking poet laureate? You idiots. That has nothing to do with giving services to the people in your community. That's arts. Okay, great. It's arts. But a city, local city government is supposed to create roads, sewers, pick up your garbage, and, and handle zoning. And poetry. It has nothing to do with that. No arts? No arts. What a boring city. <laughs> well, give credit where credit's due. That was from Ron Butler. That was. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but I love that, right. like, from that quote or when he brings that up, he's like, yeah, sure, they got a pro laureate. That's great. That's just money eviscerated. Like, it's gone. Bye bye. See you later. Bye -bye. Has any, well, the city of Victoria had one with for a while. No Did value. anybody read? I didn't. I didn't get any poetry. With, no. Did anybody send me? Like, sure, great. We've got a poet laureate. Laureate. Do I have some poetry? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what that is. Would Would it make you have? Would it have made you feel better if you had gotten a letter in the mail from the poet laureate saying these are the seventeen poems I've written over the past year? It honestly would have made me feel better. Yes, right. correct. Because we, I like okay, I don't agree with paying for that. Right. But here is the art that I've created, exactly. and you get as yeah. access to as a city. Right. A freaking person in the city. Wow. We also have... Uh, yeah, words are hard. The city of Victoria also has a, what is it, an artist in residence or something? Yes. Well, yeah. Most places do. Yeah, but I don't... Have I seen the artwork of the artist in <laughs> yeah, residence? Where's the art? Can I go Come and see do me some art? art. Come and do me some art <laughs> Well, but display it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, is make, there... Is make there, it available. That's the if, thing, is that we you, have all these garbage, fluffy, buzzword things that the government likes to do, but that's fine. Like, if you want to have... 
can I have a band in residence? And they put on a free concert. Like, right? at least that's something I could go do. Brewery in residence. Brewery in residence, <laughs> and they put on free beer. Yeah. That sounds lovely. That That's actually productive. I mean, it's consumed, so then it's not productive. But. Well, the same thing with the art thing, if it gets out there. Yeah. But that's, yeah. that's the thing, right? There's so much bureaucracy and so much garbage that goes to being like, well, we're doing these things. And it's like, but who... Who gives, Actually, who gives who, a shit? Yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah. You're not helping it, anyone. It you're doesn't make a anyone. difference when I go buy groceries. No, exactly. Right. Well, also, sure, you're helping that one person that has a job. But then if they have a job, should their job not be helping other people? Well, usually right. those people, it's just a part-time gig for them. Right. Which is, Which is like, the worst. Another thing is like, it, right? why not just volunteer for yeah. fuck's sake? Yeah. Like, seriously. Well, because generally... I'm going to say it. Generally, right. poets Gen- don't Generally, people volunteer. in the arts don't really have any money, so they kind of <laughs> need the part-time job. Uh, so, segue. Yep. Um, this beer is... Good. Decent. Yeah, it's, it's good. good nose. It's, it's hazy. Mm-hmm. The brewery is gorgeous. Uh, what did you guys think about the bricks coming up with a gold-backed currency? Who, what, where? Wait, we've gone back to a gold fax currency? I didn't think you'd heard about this. No, I haven't. There was an announcement that the BRIC countries, so the BRICs are, oh, help me out here, Brazil, Russia, China, no, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South America. Sorry, yeah. sorry South Africa. Yeah. And, and then they're like, there was an announcement that they were going to like have a gold back currency again. They were going to go back to the gold standard. They were like, we're getting off the dollar, screw you, we're going to have our own currency. You didn't hear about this? Turns out it's fake news. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watched it. Oh, God. I I don't dare say I watched this on YouTube. <laughs> I, oh, but I did. Of course you did. <laughs> no, I heard, I heard it on something somewhat more legitimate. So I had to do a little research. It's funny because it was a tweet out of the Kenya, the Russian embassy in Kenya tweeted that the BRICS were coming <coughs> out with a gold-based currency. Their right. own like international trade currency. Mm-hmm. And then the the Russian news TV, the English version of Russian news TV picked up the tweet and then did a, a news cycle on it. And then Western media went, Oh, the Russian news just, t- <laughs> just, just reported this. So oh, the whole God. thing is like somebody in the embassy is like, this will be funny. <laughs> yeah. This will be, be really time. funny. Yeah. And they're like, because all my gold is not worth very much. I'm going to tweet this. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the whole currency thing, because that you know, Ray Dalio wrote the whole Changing World Order book, and everybody's been talking about if the U.S. loses the reserve currency and blah blah blah. Say whatever the hell you want about the United States of America. Is there any country that you trust more to preserve property rights and free market capitalism than the U.S.? Hmm. That's a that's a question that deserves reflection. It does, right? Can I get back to you? You can get back to me, but ne- but think ab- think think about that as a res- like. Do you think it's that- not obvious which one is better at it? Is which one is better at it? It's certainly not China. So you're going to trust China with your money when they could just do anything they want as a government, and they could light it all on fire and call it a day. Yeah. That's not where people are going to trust to put their money. They trust that the U.S. are going to be greedy capitalists who are going to innovate, who are going to let people do what they want, who are going to cannibalize and create new products. There's a big enough segment of 
company population innovation that's like gonna persevere. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I don't disagree with that. And so that actually helps one of the conversations. So the whole brick gold based currency was a joke, of course. Yeah, of course they'd like to be off the U.S. dollar mm-hmm. as the global international standard, but especially the ones who can't get any. US exactly. Right? Yeah. So, but it was interesting. The one video that I watched is the guy took it right back to when the U.S. went off the gold standard. What's going on with Fort Knox? Is it still full of gold? Has it been full of gold for a while? Well, when, I mean, it was when they were when on the gold, were standard. On gold standard. That's a great question. Yeah. Well, nobody knows. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, let me. Let Anybody me... who knows, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Which is nobody. <laughs> nobody knows. It's maybe, an un- it's an unknown unknown. Maybe uh, one of the guards at Fort Knox listens to the show. I'm sure he does. Um, I shouldn't assume it's a he. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's also true. Yeah. No, the interesting thing was back in the 30s, they the U.S. mandated that people had to sell the government their gold. Yep. Right? They sold it for, or they paid people $20 an ounce for, for their a gold. long time. Yeah, right? for yeah. a long time. And then, and then they switched over and said, well, but this year gold's worth $35 an ounce. So they literally printed money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. After they, years yeah. of buying they, it, because they 20. exchanged gold for twenty. Yeah. And then said it's worth thirty-five. So everybody and they had all the gold. Right. So they took forty percent of like the Americans' wealth, and that was government printing back in the day. That's the only way they could do it. Yeah. And then they went off the gold standard in seventy-one. Right. And they're like, okay, well, you know, dollar seventy-five. What's that? Seventy-five percent of the company as well. No. No. Anyway, it's irrelevant. <laughs> we don't do numbers on this show. Only oh, sorry, sorry. The, yeah. Only the account does numbers. I'm just relaying tales, tall tales. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Do you know what's, you know what's really funny? But no, he, no, let, let me finish. The, I haven't finished finish it. Let me finish. Well, I didn't know. What, I thought you were done. <laughs> so the next step to that whole what we've seen in the last 120 years is it's not physical gold anymore. It's going to be you know, a govern, government-backed coin. Right, Bitcoin? No, no I'm, sorry, not, uh, I'm not calling it. I'm not going to call it anything. But no, it's sorry. C- CBDC, like central bank digital currency. Digital, right? Coin. Sorry. So I, it's that's like, what I meant. Digital oh, coin. Okay, economist, yeah. you need to surrender your dollars, and we'll give you CBDC. We'll give you right. Canadian digital bank currency, right? For X amount. Yeah. And then once we've transacted enough of that, we can say, well, it's, our digital currency is worth. Yeah, sure. We've More limited the supply to this amount, yeah. but now we've yeah. well, well, it's not even a limited supply, but it's a yeah. way of devaluing your money. Yeah, yeah. So this is the problem that I mean, everybody is talking about it. The people that are listening to this show know it. It's like that's why hard assets like real estate and everything is worth so much freaking money. because we've lost the trust in the fiat currency and the bullshit of fucking governments. But so are paper assets. I mean, Coca Cola is still. Worth- that's not a paper asset. It's a fucking company. It's, right. Yeah. So, in the sense that yes, I could physically hold a share certificate. It's a paper asset, but it's not a paper asset. I own a percentage right. of that company that brings in actual revenues yeah. and profits. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what I mean. Right. It's like, so it's this erosion of trust in governments and fiat currencies, but, and we're not going to get our like dollar debased. Yeah. But it'll be sleight of hand the way it's been done before. Sure. Right. And you're like, 
Okay, well, uh, the point of all this, but the who, point of my rant is like, yeah. how do you prepare? What are but you going to do? Who among us holds a lot of cash? Well, well people I do. Hope not people do. People yeah. hold lots of cash. Yeah, lots, like in a relative amount of their net worth, they hold lots. But so you brought this up, and I'm not making a political commentary on this. I just find <laughs> it freaking hilarious. So you said the 70s. Yeah. Do you remember what the 70s was? Big inflation. Yep. Big inflation. Big interest rates. Big interest yep. rates. Big government spending. Big oil yep. prices. Big oil yep. prices. Do you remember who the Canadian Prime Minister was? Yeah, it starts with a T, I think. And yeah, first name uh, P? yeah, Pierre Trudeau. And we elected his son. Do we kind of deserve this? <laughs> well, to be fair. He had a lot less control than Dum Dum did. Well, nothing's <laughs> different. <laughs> Not a political show. The United States of America is also going through similar things and was going to through similar things. No, absolutely. And uh, I don't think Joe Biden's dad was the president. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, anyway. That's because Joe Biden's dad died in 1919. Is that right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right after he sold his last gold sovereign. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's no. a little he's real old joke. <laughs> Well, so I think we brought it up on our previous show. It's like, I should go back and read that book, Currency Wars. That Joe Biden was old? I think the no, first time we brought it up, actually. It is the first time we brought it up, but he is old. Yeah, Currency Wars, it's a real thing, right? Like, the basement of currency yeah. is how you manipulate more money into the system well, without well, so printing more money. If so, you don't have enough taxes to exactly. pay for your spending problem, yeah. what else are you going to do? So here's another factor that we haven't talked about. This uh, we actually have not talked about is... Ever? We... No. Well, I don't know. I can't think that far back. But we, because of how tied to the U.S. we are, have to keep our interest rates similar to the U.S. or we are screwed fiscally. Yeah. So all of the politicians in the Bank of Canada can give all the rhetoric they want. Yeah. Yeah. But if we lose the tie with the U.S. currency-wise... We are screwed. Yeah. Right. So we could be because in a place. we do export a lot. Yeah. We could right? be in a place where the Bank of Canada doesn't want to raise rates. They know that we're all fucked and they won't admit it to us. But the only reason they're doing it is because the U.S. is doing it. Mm -hmm. And they like everybody complains about, oh, you know, like you go to the States and you're only getting 70 cents on the dollar. Yeah. That's how our economy functions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is literally a trade agreement. <laughs> That is An unwritten and unspoken, yeah. but it is how all of this functions. Like, there have been times when the dollar's at par. That's not good for us. Right. It's great for the guy who wants to go to the States on a vacation. Absolutely. But it's not good for us as a country. It's not good for our GDP. It's not good for our economy. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah, but we're facing possible serious debasement of our currency. So now it's like, great, our Canadian dollar is worth... 20 cents less i mean that's dramatic of course but that on a global scale we've debased our currency by printing more money into our system sure right like a, like injecting more money that, into that the system. hasn't come to fruition yet yes no of course not but i'm saying that's the risk yeah of that yeah right and that's the risk anytime a single government prints money when another doesn't yes but the u.s is pretty good at printing money too they are yes exactly. they are and that's part of did you what? study John Maynard Keynes in school? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. 
gives us a gives us a lowdown no. on Keynesian economics. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that you refused that one. Yeah. He's what is he too not drunk enough? Too drunk. Too drunk. Yeah. Uh, no, that's that's advanced economics. Also too out of touch. Yeah. I'm out of touch. I'm out of time. <laughs> oh, I watched the Wham documentary the other day. Like Wham the band? Yeah. I didn't even know there was a Wham documentary. Me neither. Hey. Like Last Christmas Wham? <laughs> no, that's not even... That is a that Wham is. song. Oh, that, how's oh. it go? Interesting, though. Last Christmas, Christmas I, I gave you my heart. heart. Yeah. I didn't know that was Wham. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody stays in the show just to hear a song. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was actually... it was Okay, so I'm an 80s kid, right? So uh, it was actually before my time. All I remember is like the... Um, like George Michael of like the nineties. Yeah, that's the Wham guy. Yeah, it was the yeah. Wham guy. But yeah. he was an incredibly talented singer. Right. And like when they started Wham in the seventies, like they made it big from like eighty two to eighty six. It was a very small period of window of time where they did really a lot. It was amazing. Anyway. Hmm. I kinda like those musical documentaries. Yeah. If you're looking for something to watch, it's Have you seen the Alice Cooper one? Uh yes, I did actually. There's an Alice Cooper one too. Yes, it was really no good. Idea. It was really good, <laughs> oh, wasn't it? Great. I haven't seen it. Oh yeah, idiot. <laughs> so, do you know what happened to me that was triggering, emotionally scarring, and just like overall really, 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 really upsetting? You coming, almost coming crashed up, a mountain bike coming no. over here tonight. Oh, I think mean, that's not a major factor, but. Getting so up in the morning after coming here tonight? I, I, I was listening to a classic rock station. <laughs> <laughs> and Nirvana came on. And I was like, but that... But not classic rock. That's not classic rock. That's... No. that's cur- oh, <laughs> shit. I got old. Oh, Dude, that was man. Like, 92. I know. So the, so the worst... I'm not even done yet. So then I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, you know what? I can deal with that. I'm born in 89. That was 92. It's a long time ago. I get it. Nirvana's classic rock. Then the killers came on. And I'm like, <laughs> I was in high school. Like, you guys suck. I hate you. I'm changing the station. <laughs> well, they've got enough room in their budget to play a few newer songs. It's not the okay. The will be classic. It's not okay. I'm not okay with it. I will not accept it. Do you think the newer songs cost more? No, no. I, I don't think I, so. I just meant like. Well, like for royalties? Yeah. Oh, it's all popularity, isn't it? I don't know how they set royalties. Did I just talk to you since my 30th high school reunion? You like went? Your 30th to, high school You reunion? went to your 30th high school reunion? Dated myself this? right there, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't you, tell you about this? No. Well, I guess I'm telling Canada now. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. Where'd you go? Uh, it was in the Lower Mainland. Yeah. And... I literally have not kept in touch or seen these people for 30 years. Not one of them? Very loosely through social media. But a couple? Not in like, not even in any like, hey, how's it going type way. Right. Like nothing. Um, none of them? None of them. Wow. Like nobody. Just scorched earth day after high school? Screw you guys. No, it wasn't, it wasn't that. It was just everybody sure. went different ways. Yeah. And you gradually lost connections and you moved on. Oh, yeah. So it's been 25 years for some people. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. yeah. Uh, one guy reached out to me that I went to elementary school with, which was super cool. And we yeah. chatted a bit and blah, blah, blah. He had memories I don't have. And, but a lot of people <laughs> have memories I don't elementary have. Elementary school. I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on, man. You were pinted for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so 
But it was super interesting to walk into a room with a bunch of people that you haven't seen for 30 years. And I, I felt like there may have been a bit of a cherry pick. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how big your grad class. My grad class was 700 people. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, it was huge, right? And we had 100, 110, 120 people show up for a 30 year reunion. I think we only had like 200 people. Yeah. So, I mean, we got 8% of our class, 6% of our class, which is good. Amazing. But who the heck are the other 600 people? Maybe I probably didn't even know them in high school. I didn't know some of the people that were there, but I thought it was cool. And it was definitely, I don't know, you can't, I, not that I was passing any judgment, but it was hard to get a read off people. It was like, oh, hey, you sit down and talk to somebody for 30 seconds, and yeah. then boom, somebody else walks up, and you're over here. <laughs> and it was like, it was weird, though. It was definitely weird. It, it dated me. I was like, whew, okay, that's been a while. Yeah. 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 Did uh, you go solo? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You never take your partner to that shit. No. How? No, hell no. No. no? They do not want to. They have no interest That's in that. That's a non-partner. I've never been to a high school reunion. No. That's my first one. Ever. Right. Yeah. That's why it's kind of cool. I've Did you out. go to your tenure? No, I go to a lot of He hasn't been to his tenure yet. Though. Kindergarten reunions? I literally have. Annual? I, I, no, I, I, have a, I have a group. My group of friends. Yeah. We have known each other since we were five. Right. So we don't really ever. Well, I guess we talked to some But that's people, but like, not a reunion if you just know each other all yeah. the time. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of funny because we're all, yeah, we've yeah. known each other forever. What are you looking at? What am I looking at? 20 year reunion? No. Not past. Quite. Past? Yeah. Did you go to any? No. Would you? Yeah. I mean, you're... I hope there's a 25. Why don't they do 25? That's a quarter century. Just do it. Yeah. Just organize just, it. Yeah, that's me, right? I think, I think, how come you didn't go to your 20? I was not in town, I think. Was that, I mean, Wasn't it COVID? It was COVID, and I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I thought it was super interesting that I was chatting with people. A lot of them still live in the Lower Mainland. Right. And they're like, wow, we can't believe you made it all the way from the island. I'm like, <laughs> you're the only people. Like, only people in the Lower Mainland actually appreciate how hard it is to get <laughs> yeah. from the island. <laughs> right? Yeah. Everyone else in Canada is like, it's just a ferry. How much is that? <laughs> Six hours, yeah. man. They're like, you came all the way over on a ferry oh, to see us? Yeah. My God, godsend ferry moments. So coming back from the road trip. Oh, you nailed the timing? Like, I'm not I'm not saying nailed the timing. My son is asleep. We roll up to the gate. He does not wake up. We pay and drive directly onto the, like, no stopping. Truck does not turn off. Right. Boom, on the ferry. Nice. It's like, and then as we park... He naturally wakes up, yeah. happy the whole ferry, naps the whole way home. I'm like, this is the best thing that's ever happened. So, so you know, did you, know, you have a reservation? We did, but for not yeah. that ferry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And awesome. Yeah. I love it when that happens. Yeah, amazing. So basically, you know those like little electric kitty cars? Yeah. Like when he's like three, he'll be able to ride one of those? It's going to have to be a diesel because he's now learned to sleep in a diesel <laughs> Ford truck. Like, I can't believe you're selling your He's not supposed Ford to truck. sleep when he's driving. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, it's auto drive in those Fords back from '98. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> the, t- the tiny kid cars are not auto drive. <laughs> the tiny kid cars are not. Auto-drive. There's no <laughs> roads for them to auto drive <laughs> over. It's pretty auto drive. They just step on the gas and wherever it goes, it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that yeah, does sound yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> You've created a baby that needs diesel. Yeah, it's a loud truck. Yeah, 
But you're is selling. Is it sold yet? Uh, Almost. Do, would you like people come by Would you home. like a free advertisement on yeah, the podcast? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. selling a 2004 uh, Ford F350. Fine. That's it, almost 20 years old, there, guy. Dropped a new engine in it 40,000K ago, though, so it's oh, not yeah. that old. It's basically a new truck. Basically a new truck. Apart from the old part. <laughs> apart from <laughs> the old part. Apart from the, apart from the 20-year-old part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the engine's rock solid. Yeah. yeah. Comes with a camper on the back. There you go. Yeah. Oh, you're selling the camper with it? Yeah, camper truck. What well, if I don't want a camper? Well, then I'll sell them separately. That's okay. fine. Fuck you. He's in real estate. He's selling real estate right now. <laughs> yeah. How come you don't uh, Airbnb it? <laughs> <laughs> It's so true, though. It's so true. I mean, I probably could, and it would be ridiculous, but I'm just not going to be that guy. You got to get a porta potty, and uh... <laughs> it has a bathroom. Yeah, yeah, but you don't want to be driving it. It's expensive to drive it to empty that. You want somebody to come around every six weeks or something. <laughs> Whoa! Feels like seems like the sewers full over here. <laughs> uh, uh, what about Turo? I think Turo's in BC now. Speaking oh. of Turo. We have the worst Uber in the world. Oh, I tried to the, Uber home in Victoria. The, but the guy's in Langford, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. The, the Uber guy's in Langford. We have, so we have one guy doing Uber and he's in Langford? Dude, there's three cars. Dude, we're sitting, we're having drinks on the patio with the expats that we're yeah. visiting and we're going to go into town and have dinner. I'm like, no worries, we got Uber here now. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And so I like just hit the app and I'm like, boo boo, ride. And I'm like, Wait a minute. Usually there's a whole bunch of little cars on that screen. Yeah. So I go back into it. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. There's one car and it's nowhere close to me. I was like, going to have to cancel that order and use a taxi. So I jump in the taxi and I was like, ooh, man, Uber must be crushing you guys. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> there's three of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody said that they brought a bunch of people from Vancouver o- over for opening day. So it was good on opening weekend. But uh, it's not picking up. I yeah. Mean, well, they they got the one guy in Langford. I love the option, but yeah. But uh, it. it <laughs> there's so many Spit ways. Spit it out there's, there, kid. There's so many ways I could screw this up. <laughs> I can't wait for you to do all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I love the option. I love the the app. The way you can just like boop boop. Oh, I picked that car. Yeah, a bunch of the taxi apps in town have already. I know. Yeah. Embrace that. Why can't taxis be as good as Uber? They sure. absolutely can. Yeah. Yeah. And I priced it out actually to do the drive that I did mm-hmm. to a restaurant. Was the taxi cheaper? It was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the the way they brought it into the province, the pricing model basically said you have to be a taxi. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not That's the thing is the way it went in a lot of places was it was significantly cheaper significantly to get an Uber. Cheaper, yeah. Great. Yeah. It's not the way it went in BC. No, so, they, ke- like, they kept them monopoly pricing. And, but yeah. they should have been like, okay, taxis, have a better app that you can use. Right. But like the whatever, I think it's the green one, like Victoria Taxi has an app. It's the same thing. Cars show up, yeah. you press it, it tells you that's your driver and you can watch them drive to you. Okay, well, that's it's hey, Uber. Yeah. I'll, I'll use them then because yeah. I always use another company here, Bluebird, which I've always liked. They their, usually their app is weak. Their app is weak, and they used their to apps, like, uh, they used to text you and be like, "Your car is on the way." Yeah, and I was like, "Nothing crickets." I'm like, "Hmm, okay, that's weird." It's been five minutes. I, I'm not opposed yeah. to the wait. No, but all of a sudden the phone rings and the driver's out front. I'm like, "Perfect, 
we're ready to go. We'll be there in a second. But it's just that kind of like, hmm, yeah, what's going know. on? Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Should we crack another beer? Now? Yeah. Are yeah. you coming or are you not? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, like we've fought that so many times in the curling club. Are you going to do that better this year? What's that? Car service from the curling club. What about it? So we can get home safe. Yeah. What about it? I don't understand. What's the problem? Oh, that should be a board of directors decision. No, it just about use, what use the you app. expect there to be a club paid car service so you can oh, get your drunk goodness. ass. <laughs> yes, an electric golf cart that knows its way home. That was called. Ashley. You would still crash that. <laughs> You're right. I would. You would override it. Try this to take it to the liquor the store. Crash it for sure. Where is the electric cooler? It's in pieces. <laughs> yeah. We we made it curbs, man. They're we, the worst. We made it into the liquor store like three times with yeah. that, and that was it. Yeah. Electric. You never heard about an electric cooler? Did you never ride the electric cooler? No. Oh, she oh, was wow. fast. Yeah, she had some uh, HP behind her. <laughs> that's that's horsepower. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. We we drove into the beer store at least once or twice with it. Yeah. At uh, at the uh, Ophir. Yeah, but what's the beer store called? Mods. Mods. Oh, beer the Mods. Store. That's a classic yeah. beer store. I mean, um, it's pretty terrible, but classic. Okay, we're into legit, legit overtime. This, you know. Full send, buddy. It's, it's Mount Bagby. A, it's grassy. Real nice patio. It's grassy. It is. It's it is grassy. a little grassy. I think this, you get into this stacking hops on hops and hops, and it's just grassy. Um, have you guys been to craft yet? No, we were talking about it. Yeah, we I've should been to go craft. sometime. You have? Yeah. Oh, you have been? How was yeah. it? It's fine. Yeah, they got a patio and beer. Patio and beer. I mean, what am I really going to complain yeah. about? The price? I mean, Probably. the price was expensive, but it was also the first place I went once my kid was born. So it was my first time out of the house. So no, I would have no, paid no, no, millions no. of dollars. No, 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 no. We're not talking about the same place. Yeah, you are. The old canoe club. It's been, craft. It's been no. there that long? No. The other one that's in there. That's called Swift Brewing. Swift. And I have absolutely been there. Oh, Beer is very Swift. average. Okay. Where's Swift so, Brewing? That's it's next to old, craft. It's in the old canoe club. Remember there used to be oh, it's on the bottom floor bottom on the floor right? Bottom floor where the pool tables used to be. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So this is very Victoria-centric now. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't live in Victoria, you're going to have no you idea what we're what talking Swift about. Is? <laughs> where have you been all the life? Oh, that's funny. They have it set up as like that '70s show basement. Yes, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. How was how was Hot Top Time Machine? Uh, funny, that came up in like within five minutes of being in the hot tub. No way. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, another very Victoria centric thing for listeners. If you come to Victoria and visit, you can get a hot tub that you can putt around the Inner Harbor in, and a you're floating hot tub. a floating hot tub. Yeah. Do they not have that in Vancouver? I don't think so. I don't know. They should. Know. They should probably. Yeah. yeah. the The boat is not fast. No, real no. slow. I think I could outswim it. Oh yeah. Oh, but you're not supposed to be going anywhere. But I can't swim. That's. <laughs> I'm. I'm unsure. And my wife and I talked about this. We're unsure why you wanted to be in a boat with low buoyancy in freezing cold water with your skill set of swimming. Oh, I think the buoyancy of the boat is... No, that's pretty low to the water. Like, you can reach out of the hot tub into yeah, the yeah. water. Yeah, That's not much that's buoyancy. That's low sitting. The buoyancy is high. Um, no? Fill a cup with water and that's, float it in water. It's, it's, it's just a low profile. Yeah. 
That's what I'm thinking. It's already it can't get any lower because anyway, how anyway, how are you going to add more anyway, weight? Anyway, yeah. anyway, they fire it up with wood. Yep, correct. And shove you off the dock, and you got a little yep. electric motor, and you, you use electric. Then you, you go fire extinguisher in case the electric motor lights on fire. A lot, <laughs> lot of things in Victoria have been lit, lighting on not, fire. Not the like firewood that's burning. No, they said don't worry about that. There's water all around it. Yeah, <laughs> you should be <laughs> fine. If it's, if you're on fire, yeah. Jump overboard. Yeah, there's no fire bans on the ocean. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no fire fire bans not on the ocean. You yeah. can swim to shore, and you get to put around the gorge waterway. Yeah. yeah, and we went to the dock, tied up on the dock. Did you go to Ellis? That's uh, we didn't. I said we should go to Ellis. That's the dock to tie up on. They have a dock at Ellis. Yeah, Ellis Point House. Yeah, Ellis Point House. Mm-hmm. The the old house I, there on the. It's the Heritage House. The Heritage House. Oh, I thought you were talking about Ellis Recycling. No, no. Why would I, was, I want to tie up to a fucking yeah. garbage dump? I don't know. Dump. You're the guy that recommended it. <laughs> no, we meant Ellis Point House. What's Ellis that? Point House. That's a, it's a tea house. Like, it's it's, the, a, her, it's the heritage house surrounded by the garbage dump. They own like half very of nice. Victoria. Okay. Yeah, like they owned that whole area before oh, it got sold and yeah, it was all yeah. industrial and everything. Yeah. Okay. Next time. Yeah. It's haunted, apparently. We we did the one in Selkirk, just past Selkirk. Yeah, past that's Selkirk. a nice little dock. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's a public little lock up in there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's basically a hot tub and then an ocean. And then and a hot tub. Did in you jump in, in the and ocean and then get back in the hot tub? I use the stairs to get in the ocean. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. I have no interest in that water. The the ocean water? I'll go to the lake. The lake will be fine. Why? I mean, I don't have a huge draw to the inner harbor ocean water in victoria it's better it's than what i heard well, yeah i've heard it's not as dirty as you'd expect but yeah and this was a little bit away from that right yeah well because you're also not allowed to go past the bridge because then not, you're into you the like shipping lanes you cannot and go the, into the inner harbor and no. try to avoid uh <laughs> seaplanes yeah, and big boats because the and, thing is if you're in the way of the seaplane you can't get out of the way no you're not fast enough no no, no they'll just hit you yeah yeah, $500 fine for going under the bridge. Yeah, that seems yeah. about right. Yeah. And then the Victoria Harbor Authority will come show you right. down pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. I've been ho- pulled over by them a lot. Have you? Oh, yeah. Why? Because they come check you out anytime. You, like, if I'm in my fishing boat yeah. and I'm going to go wherever, they'll come like, why are you here? It's like, well, because I'm trying to go to a restaurant up the gorge. Like, just mm. go away. Right. But they, I mean, and, fair, but, but fair enough. allowed to be. You're allowed to be, but fair enough. They assume that you're an idiot and you don't know right. what you're doing and right. you're going to get in the way of the... I mean, technically it's an airport. Right. So, yeah. like, you're yeah. you're in the middle of a runway of an airport. Right. Yeah. So, I can understand why they yeah. will yell at you. But, but they but, have, uh, what, boys to tell you where to not go? Yeah, but do you know how many idiots there are? Lots. I was my favorite, like, red return right. So if you're if you're coming into a harbor, yeah, and you see a red buoy, yeah, turn right. You need to be on the right side of it. Right. Have to be. You just that that's what it's telling you to do. It's right. telling you that to the left is danger. Right. So I'm sitting in Banfield. For anybody that doesn't know, it's this gorgeous place on the island. Great fishing, and these guys peel in in what must be like a four hundred thousand dollar boat, twin three hundreds on the back. 300 horsepower for the listeners yeah. who don't know boating. Yeah. And and this guy just sees the buoy, 
clearly doesn't know what it means, has probably never driven a boat before, has too much money to know what he's doing, and just runs all of his engines into the rocks to the left of it. <laughs> Fuck off. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you're just like, uh, but dude, like that, that thing right there is telling you there's rocks over there. Like, and so he just destroys his engines and then proceeds to back up, raise the trim on his engines, and then hit it again, trying to go over the same air. Like, how did you pass the boating course? How do you have a boating license? Probably, and also, this pro- is probably didn't take it. Do you know how expensive this boat is? No, it like, doesn't I, matter. Rich. You just doesn't destroyed. Matter. Doesn't the... matter. Oh, rich idiots. It's fine. It's idiots. Fine. Cocaine. Idiots. Cocaine. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I can drive. <laughs> uh, yeah. Red right return. It's not all hard. you need to remember. That's it, all you need is, to remember. Red is, right return. Is that um, on the boating exam? Red right return. I in yeah. not maybe not in those words, but that's how I was always taught it. Right. Red right return. Yeah. If you're coming back into a harbor and you see a red buoy, you need to be on the right. You know what fucks you up, though? What if you're going out of the harbor? Then left. Well, that's fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, it's... Well, it's when you don't know whether you're ingress or egress on a particular harbor. Oh, yeah. Because you might be in a channel. If you're in a channel, then and you're, you're like, like, "Ooh, is this returning or not you, returning?" Yeah, if you don't know it, yeah, because it like we've sketchy. got a lot of lot of coastline, like where we were working up north of the island, where it, it's a channel, so there's no returning. It's not the predominant flow, right? It can be either way. Yeah. So then it's like you need to know your beacons. Yeah. Now I need to know what the hell's going yeah. on. Yeah. This has been the boating app uh, section of the show. Are we still live? Speaking of which... Yeah, this is definitely overtime. Everything's canceled. Oh, I don't even know why you're looking at your microphone anymore. It's just on. Our, what's on? Is my microphone on? Your is microphone's the recording on? on? Yes. 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 It's, you're still live. Woohoo! But you can Woo. be cut off at any time. Newer. <laughs> Newer. Uh, speaking of boating... Yeah. Probably happy you haven't been burning marina fees by having the boat in the water for the last two months because well, you can't, yeah. well no i, I it's just hard to get out right now yeah no sure. that's what i mean i was like that's a good decision just like boats on a trailer we'll commit to 30 days of boat usage and that's it i think right? yeah i think i'm gonna put it in the water hopefully next week are you nice. going to moor it somewhere yeah i'll put it out in souk and then hopefully get august for fishing and call it a day Maybe you should rent a boat instead of a home one. See, here is... Uh, okay, okay, I know, I know. You know where I'm going to go with this. I know where I'm going to go with this. He, that is the one area where, unless you're in, like, the super yacht or whatever, it's super hard to, to get rent to find a boat. A boat direct. Like, you can't... A, because nobody trusts you with it, with it which mm-hmm. is fair enough, because boats what are about very these, like, finicky and... Boat share... It's, programs. It, it's super expensive, though, for what you want. It's, and, it's really and it's expensive hard to get your Did time. you run the numbers? I did, I did, <laughs> okay. and and it's not, and like, my boat we use probably two months a year to go fishing, and it's a very specific use case and a very specific like, I want an open back deck and but, I want to be. But able I think to, you also need to like preface that same thing as why I own my boat is like they're not they're absolutely depreciating. These guys are rich, by the way. Yeah. They're depreciating they assets. But we're talking about, like... <laughs> My boat talk- was not very We're talking, expensive. like, $5,000. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which like, it's not an like, expensive boat. Yes, that's a lot of money. I'm not going to say it's not a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, but you also got to like, run it. Well, yeah. Yeah. 
but it's like I go to the lake that I go to to rent a boat for a day is twelve hundred dollars. Right. So if you, but did you take so, it out five times this year? I will, I'll to? get I'll get ten to fourteen every year. Nice. Max, like, and that's max. What's min? Hopefully seven, but that still justifies its yeah, original yeah, purchase. Yeah. yeah, and I can look after it, so I don't have a lot of extenuating right. cost to it. And same thing is like, your boat's not costing you anything when it's not in the water. No, I mean, I'm I mean, still gonna do maintenance every year, but yeah. The worst part about boats is they age out of the water more than anything. Yeah, right? they're just like they're slowly rotting away to nothing. Yeah, but but it's true though. It's like. Yeah, I'd love to be able to go to the lake and go like, oh, I just want a boat for three days. Yeah, but it's too expensive. But it's it's gonna. That's the thing is like it's three grand for if you can rent it. Yeah, for what I paid for my boat, the trip I do up to Banfield for five days every summer would cost me like I would have to pay the purchase price of that boat every year to rent a boat. Right. It's like well, one year I paid the purchase price, and sure, I have maintenance every year on the boat. But it's but not it's the less same, than yeah. the like. It's the one aspect when you have, like, a 20-foot fishing boat that you're like, this is, especially one that's as cheap as mine was. Like, right. sure, if I had a $150,000 Grady White, it's a different story. But See, I think you could argue another way, though, right? It's like, you know, your guys' fishing trip, it's a personal thing because you guys use your own boats and stuff. But you could have two charters with eight people or whatever you guys take up there. Sure you and could, you but I like, would hate that. I know, I know, but I'm just saying, everybody can have the same experience, but it's different. It's how you want the experience to be. You want to have the laugh of everybody's using their own boat. We we want to be on our own boats, right? and yeah. we want to be yeah. But so I want to run the inlet. I don't want to drive up there. Like that's I want. Why you're paying the premium for it? Exactly, because you could just show up there and just go have a time. Like there's boats on the lake up in Port now, like. Those wake boats are $150,000 boats. You go run it for a day. Try for, quarter mil. Yeah. Go run it yeah. for a day for a grand. Why wouldn't you? Well, if, I, if again, that's doing the math. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're just vacationing up there and you want a day on a boat or two days on a boat. Yeah. Yeah. It costs you two grand. Big deal. Right. Better than owning 250 grand or. Yeah. Right? But then at the same time, you can also get a. $15,000 ski boat. That well, we can argue value all day long. Like, well, that's true. That's that's the thing. It's like, if you own something that's value or like has value, but an operational value and experience value, yeah, it's worth maintaining it and yeah. keeping it because it gives me experiences that I want to have. Yeah. For relatively low continuing cost. Yeah, exactly. Like initial cost, yeah, there's some. Yeah, but I normally have one day a year on the boat where I'm like, I wouldn't trade this for the world. Well, okay, so this is the thing like you're talking about. I was like, so our boats are worth less than ten grand. Yeah. So you put ten grand in the best thing you can earn money on, doesn't even come close. <laughs> oh, I was I was. Fishing you know what on? I totally forgot to mention on the show? I, the I show thought this still was on. still the show. The show. Still on. <laughs> GICs. What about them? What about them? Are they worth 6% now? I bought one. How many? One. How much? How much? Five grand. No, but how much okay. did you get? Five and a quarter. Woo! Baby doll. Five and a quarter percent. Riding this puppy all the way to the bank. Okay, I've got one for you. No, no, we probably actually should have... Fuck off. Let me finish what I was saying. Okay, but this ties into this. Okay, the, the important 
part, if anybody's actually still listening, which You're I not doubt important. it, but I'm, I'm going to have to cut out a lot of shit and then put this back in. But no, I didn't realize. I don't know if you... The other stuff's it, been good. I, it's all good. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all, all deadly. People can't sleep at night, and we may be the people that help them sleep. I really hope we are. So, have you been in Quest Trade recently? Yeah. Did you go to the fixed income section? No. No. Why would I? <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, I've never been to fixing. <laughs> well, I went in there not that long ago because my mom was looking to put some. Oh yeah, you said that on the in, show I think. in GSE, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was great. It gave you a full listing of all the possible GSAs, but you had to call in and say, "I'd like to put five grand and yeah, any key bank." And, yeah. Yeah. You can buy online now. Oh really? Nice. They have they have yeah. opening hours like mutual funds. Yeah. And I went in there and I was like, oh, I can just buy my EQ Bank GIC for five and a quarter percent. We're not affiliated with EQ Bank in any way. And I was like, bink, done, buy, done. So you can go through and they, they actually have put all the bonds and all the GICs available as like an online purchase, which I thought was pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it is cool. I mean, I'm not going to go do it. But... Yeah, I just wanted to part five grand of yeah. RRSP money and something safe for a year. Yeah. See what happens. So... Here's my idea for all of the uh, idiots who work for the government. This is on a GIC. Wait. And is it? What about the non-idiots who work for the government? That doesn't exist. <laughs> Whoa! You just insulted my wife. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> she is a non-idiot. The word you get what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, so there are there are outliers. There are outliers for yeah. sure. Which is the curve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm saying okay, maybe not work for massive uh, idiots. <laughs> I am referring to all the idiots who run the government. Okay. The just, politicians. Just stop what you're saying and go on with your story. Um, would it not make sense, call me crazy, but instead of offering first home buyers programs, all the other garbage that we're doing, that if you're a first time home buyer, not even first time home buyer, if you are purchasing something for your primary residence, mm-hmm. Instead of having CMHC insured mortgages, we have you get a mortgage at two percent. But if that w- whatever makes no sense, right? That's not the going rate. Thank you. And then everybody that's buying secondary properties, whatever, right, has to pay the going rate. Well, like they, why like, don't why don't the uh, people who are buying their first home pay the going rate, and then the secondary pay more? Sure, whatever, but that that could be a status. And then to go along with that as well, yeah. we sell government bonds all the time. Mm. Why is there not an option where only purchased through your RRSP or TFSA, you can just get a 6% GIC that is government-backed for its this loan? This seems very, very complicated. Like super hard to just be like, yeah, we can lock you into a 6% return for anybody that's diligent enough to save for their retirement because we know you're going to cost us more later. But they're already giving us a tax break. Why do they need to give us a higher interest rate? Because then you have people that have motivation to actually save for retirement. Because if you save in that retirement account, we just have a locked in return. For Canadian citizens who are buying through their RRSP, the government needs debt. A bunch of it is at that rate already. Right. What? Why the hell can't you just say, you know, screw the whole like 
we can have our Bank of Canada interest rate that fluctuates and plays with global markets, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But if you're a Canadian citizen, we have this retirement vehicle that we provide for you as a benefit of being a Canadian citizen that is giving you this guaranteed rate of return that you can retirement plan around. And then everybody who has more money than that can't get that rate. Can't get that rate. Isn't that OAS? Right, right. But what I'm saying is that that's not OAS. No. At all. No. But so I'm saying your RRSP, right? Yeah, yeah. So in my RRSP. Just, cr- just create a, a product. Bo- create a product that, that is a government pay- bond that is only available through your RRSP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but okay, here's your problem, though. You're saying you want like a 50-year government bond at 6%. It doesn't matter. It the doesn't. Term. The term is irrelevant. The term matters huge to what the rate is. No, because this is just a if you put money into it, like it it it's could be the government's product. line of freaking credit. Yeah, it's a specialty product. Yeah. So you have everybody in the country knowing that they can rely on X dollars of return in retirement makes the, all of their retirement planning easier. So what's the right number? That we can argue about forever. Well, but the pr- but I'm talking about the principle. Da- okay, but that's my okay. Okay, it's fair. probably uh, prime, I'm, prefer, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. probably prime plus one. Prime plus one, sure. So it's a floating. Yeah, it, it, it could be, be. Yeah, it, it can be floating. But what like better than you would get in an open market mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to entice people to actually save for their retirement say, because all of the supplements that we pay to seniors who haven't. Retire, haven't saved appropriately yeah. costs us way more than it would to yeah. run this program. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, if you want to make housing affordable, we also have. We a don't government. want to though. That's the biggest I, problem with the government. They try and make housing affordable, but they well they don't <laughs> want to make housing affordable. Well, no, but they've they've sold the dream for. They they claim they want to make years? they claim they want to make it affordable years? and they do everything that shouldn't do that. But no, like, they don't. That just recently they've raised the interest rates. Before that, all the programs are to make housing affordable. They've had zero percent loans for twenty years, like you just said, two percent. I mean, they've driven the price of homes up by making it more affordable. Well, yes, sure, I, I understand what you're saying, but what I'm saying is to counteract what they've done, mm-hmm. have prime minus three percent if it's a house you're going to live in no as a government whatever fuck that have it prime plus three if it's your second home have it prime plus five if you're a corporation it's the same thing i get what you're saying yeah 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 absolutely like yes but but the met like it becomes more affordable for the person who's going to live in it right yeah so if prime now is five percent yeah. If you're going to go buy a house and live in it, you get 5%. If you're going to buy a house and, and rent it, and rent it, it's 7%. Yeah, sure. And sure, part of that problem then runs into you fuck the rental supply. Right. Which, but, but there also needs to be dedicated rental supply. In which you can have an in, in multifamily, and then whatever. And you get a different rate if you're running dedicated rental Ex- supply. Exactly. But for a single family home, yeah. then there should be... Like, it's not that hard to come up with a program where you're like, okay, I don't fuck everything, and I make it easier for some people. That's my my point. Right, and you make it, in quotation marks, fairer. Er, yeah. Right. Life's never fair. No. So fuck off with fair. But, yeah, yeah, make it more reasonable. Yeah. 
And uh, that's why you're electing me as your next prime minister. <laughs> I know who your campaign manager is. Who? I would that, chief that, of staff. That Ron guy. Could you imagine no. being a politician? That'd be the worst. Expat. Oh, who's the Ron guy? Oh, he'd just be. He's my cheerleader. <laughs> yeah. He's a sensei. <laughs> yeah. I think you guys should meet. <laughs> the expat or the Ron guy? The Ron guy. Yeah. Both. Ron Butler. I also, also want to have why beers with the expat. Why isn't Ron yeah, Butler on our show yet? Because we don't do interviews, remember? No, round table. Him. He can sit up. He lives in Ontario. Ugh. Okay, we're shutting this thing down? Yeah. For reals? So. Oh, <laughs> we're so close to hitting like the two-hour limit, boys. I think we did hit the limit. Yeah. <laughs>